Hey everyone, my name is Rebecca and I am so excited to welcome you to today's podcast. So I have been wanting to start a podcast for about like the last few months. Um, I'd say definitely like mid-2019. I was kind of getting the itch and um, a couple of my blogger friends actually started their own and I just love listening to them and getting their perspective on things. So I thought, well, um, (laughs) why don't I have a go at it? Um, If you follow me on any of my other platforms, you know that I love blogging and I love uh, YouTube and recording videos. Um, The issue with YouTube is, you know, you have to like get dressed and look pretty decent on camera. At least I feel like you do. Um, And I love actually being able to talk to people. Um, which is why I love the appeal of YouTube, but um, I can't get bothered to get ready half the time. (laughs) So I feel like maybe a podcast um, where I can really sit down and have like longer discussions with you guys would be a better alternative. Um, If you follow my blog, you'll know that I recently went through a little bit of a rebrand. Um, and if you don't, it is now Becca and the city. It was formerly the honest Pisces. Um, and I just felt like it was necessary. You know, my fiance and I just moved to Chicago and we just started this whole new life together. Um, and it just felt kind of right that I leave the honest Pisces part of me behind, um, and start with something that's going to be a little bit more timeless and a little bit more me. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about like creative burnout and a lot of the, um, issues that a lot of creators have when it comes to like branding and, um, just kind of finding their voice. Uh, that's definitely something that I want to cover in my podcast. And, um, I guess I should probably like get into, really why. Um, I know I said a little bit in the beginning, but I wanted to pursue the podcast route because, you know, I, as I mentioned, I, I am a Pisces. Not that your star sign has anything to do with anything, but I very much like to identify with my own star sign. So I am a Pisces. I'm a water sign. I'm incredibly emotionally intuitive. I love having really meaningful and significant conversations with friends and family about all sorts of different topics. Um, I love getting to know somebody else's opinions. I think it's a great way to educate yourself on different um, topics and issues. And you might not necessarily have to agree with someone by the end of the conversation, but I think it's important to at least get a different perspective on things. Um, I think that's what helps us grow and educates us as human beings. And the other night, actually, I was at work and these two girls came in and they were just the sweetest things. They were in high school. They started telling me about themselves. And, you know, a a five minute conversation turned into two hours where they just kept kind of asking me like about my life and why I moved to Chicago and how I met my fiance. And like, you know, and as I started telling them all the things that I had kind of done in my life up until this point, like how I moved um, around a lot, which is something that I never thought I would do, how I worked for Disney, how I, um, you know, took a chance basically on love, as cheesy as that sounds, but I did. 
Um, and it was when I was kind of hearing myself telling these stories to these girls that I kind of realized like, wow, like I have a lot of experience. I, I've done a lot of stuff and I'm only 25. There's still so much left for me to do. And I, I think that was like the final push that I needed to like really pursue this because I love being able to share my experiences. And if I can help you know, anybody younger or older than me kind of going through similar things in their life, kind of see my perspective on things and like what I chose to do and why I made the choices that I did. And if that can help them either take the plunge to like make a significant life change for themselves in a positive direction, I, that's, I totally want to do that. That's what I'm here for. Um, So for today's episode, (laughs) we're actually going to be discussing the things that I would tell my younger self. I've already done a video like this on my channel talking about it, but I didn't really get too, too into it just because I don't want my videos to be a million years long because I will talk forever. Um, But I did kind of want to dive deeper into some of the things that I touched on in that video and then talk about a few other things. So let's start with a little bit of history about myself, since I know a lot of you probably don't know too, too much about me. Um, So I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. I am 100% Latina, Boricua, raised on the island, Um, (laughs) even though I do not look like it at all, and I have zero accent. Um, My family and I moved to Florida when I was about five years old when my dad was working. And from, I would say, five years old up until I was 23, that's where I lived. And that's really the chunk of time that we're going to be talking about, mostly like my high school years, because um, it, it was just such a formative time in my life. And I think for a lot of teens you know, that, that time, that high school period, that middle school period is so like uncomfortable and like unsure and everything seems like a million times worse than it actually is. Um, (laughs) I know I was there. I felt like the world was ending multiple times and we're kind of just going to get into that. Um, there's a lot I kind of want to go over. I, I by no means had any sort of difficult childhood. I was very much loved by my parents. I had really great friends. Um, I lived in a nice big house. I was outside all the time. Um, but you know, I did have my share of struggles and I, I, I did go through a lot of things that I think a lot of young girls still go through today. Um, and more than anything, it kind of helps me unpack a lot of what happened when I was younger. Um, so we're just gonna (laughs) go ahead and get right into it. Um, so the first thing I would tell my younger self would be not to be in such a rush to grow up. I think that's something that when you get older, you just like really kick yourself for is like, man, I wish I would have like taken advantage of nap time in kindergarten or, you know, not wanted to grow up so quickly because when you're a teenager, like obviously you're not thinking of like all the expenses that come along with adulthood. Like, you know, um, you want to move out, but you don't understand like how expensive rent is and like utilities and, you know, credit card payments and student loan payments. And there's just all of these expenses that just pile up the more you keep living. (laughs) 
it's very expensive to exist. Um, and I just remember, I, you know, the, I think the big one for kids is like, I can't wait to have a car and like just leave this place. And it's almost it's almost like a rule that when you're like a teenager, you have to hate the town that you live in, especially if you grew up somewhere like where I grew up, which was a very small rural town in central Florida. Um, and Florida is definitely one of the most beautiful places. And I, I definitely took advantage of like all the greenery and the woods. And, you know, I didn't appreciate <laughs> all of that until I moved to like California. Where it was like dry. There was like not even a drop of green anywhere. Um, it's just a very beautiful place. But to me, like the weather sucks most of the time. You have to drive really far to get anywhere. Um, when you say Central Florida, the number one thing people think of is just like Walt Disney World. And um, it was just, it was hard. And, you know, I, I went to a, the kind of school, I went to a very small private Christian school. And when I started going there, I was five years old. And I went there up until the day I graduated high school. Um, so I grew up around the same group of girls and guys my entire life. Um, when the recession hit, a lot of the kids in my class left to go to public school because they couldn't afford staying in private school anymore. And, you know, our class was not that big to begin with. It was maybe about like 40 kids, which was big for my school. But after that happened, it went down to maybe 18 kids. Um, and then later on, our school started hosting like a foreign exchange student program to like help boost enrollment. And before you know it, like we, it was great because we met all these awesome people from around the world, but you know, it was a little lonely. Like I had, it was just me and like my five girlfriends and the same three boys that I had grown up knowing. And, um, it, it, it was, it was not your normal high school experience by any means. Um, so that's kind of what I had to work with when I was younger. And uh, I just, I wish I would have really enjoyed my time a little bit more. I wish I would have enjoyed, so I played sports in high school. I loved playing sports. Um, I just wish I would have like, I don't know, really taken it in a little bit more. I think it's just when you're young, like you don't realize how important those moments are. Um, I, yeah, I miss like the bus rides, like to and from games and like all the memories that I created with my friends on the buses and everything. And it's just like, you can't do that anymore. Like when you grow up and you're adults, it's like people move away and everyone has such a busy schedule. It's really hard to kind of make the time to see each other. Um, my best friend and I live in two different states and, you know, it's hard sometimes to kind of keep that connection alive no matter how good of friends you are just because sometimes you're both in two different places in life or you both have you know like a lot going on and it can be it can be really hard and before you know it um it's been I graduated high school in 2012 it's now 2019 um you know years have passed by and it's just crazy to me. Like, I just wish I wouldn't have been in such a rush um, to grow up. Life is never anything like what you imagine it to be. I think if you're one of those lucky few 5% that actually get the life they dream and work for, 
um, that's great. You know, in my experience, my life has not turned out the way that I anticipated it. And it, that is not at all a bad thing. I, I, without realizing, ended up doing everything I said I wanted to do, which was traveling and, you know, finding love. And um, I, well, those are the big two. <laughs> those are the two big things, I guess. But, you know, career-wise, that has always been like a struggle for me, finding out what it is I truly feel like I'm called to do. And I envy people that like just naturally have that, um, that calling for something. My fiance has it. Like he knows so clearly what it is that he wants to do. And I just, I'm so unsure, mostly because there's so much that I want to do. Um, it's so hard for me to like narrow it down to one thing. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I got off on a tangent, but um, just don't be in such a rush to grow up. If you're if you're a younger listener, if you're in like high school or college right now, just really make sure you you cherish the moments that you're living in. Always live in the moment. The next thing, <laughs> don't be a dick to your parents. Um, so growing up, I was always a very sweet girl. Like I was never. I, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, my parents would disagree. They would say that I was a total brat. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, I was good. I didn't, I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. I didn't, like, sleep around. And I was just, I, I was a very good girl. Um, there was a point in my life where I started dating. And I think that's when things really started to take a turn. There was one boyfriend in particular that kind of just sent me spiraling. <laughs> um, and it was my, my very first boyfriend um, where I just, I just, I think I kind of like lost sight of how great my parents were. Like they, they always just wanted the best for me. And it's crazy because when I was growing up, I always used to think that my mom was the one on my side, that my dad was just like mean and like angry. And he was the kind of guy that had to say no a million times before he said yes, like five minutes before an event started. And he's like, yeah, you can go. <laughs> um, and so I grew up with that idea and, you know, I kind of like, I didn't resent my dad, but I, I just kind of, I never understood him. And now that I'm 25 and I, I literally just had this realization like last month, um, I understand that m me and my dad are so much alike. It's insane. Um, we are both like incredibly insecure, incredibly emotional people. Um, we want the best for those around us. Um, sometimes we can be misconstrued as assholes when really we're just, we're our own people and we have our way of doing things and it rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Um, but I, I just wish that I wouldn't, have acted towards my parents the way I did. I know, I feel like when you're a teenager, like it's kind of like expected. Um, I wish it wasn't, but you know, I've, I remember even right before I left the house to leave, to move to California, um, two and a half years ago, um, I would get into these fights with my mom like crazy because we both had different ideas of how we wanted to handle this move and how my mom thought I should handle this move. Um, and she didn't want me to leave until I was like engaged or married. And I was like, I, I am taking a chance to move to this boy that I have 
not spent more than a week or two next to like, I'm not going to get married to someone just to be able to date them. You know what I mean? And I just wish that like I would have learned to communicate better. Um, it, you know, the, the real issue that I've always had with my parents is like me and boys. And I think it has to do with the fact that I am so emotional. Like I just like my instinct is to like, I guess like be dramatic. Like I have to like make a stand and like voice my opinion instead of calmly communicating why I want to do something, (laughs) which sounds really bad, but you know, that's really who I am. And I'm trying to work on that. And it's difficult, you know, even in my relationship right now, it's very difficult for me to communicate. I don't know if it's because I'm, but between my mom and dad, I'm an only child. Um, I have a half sister and a half brother on my dad's side, but they're so much older than me and I did not grow up with them. Um, I basically consider myself an only child and I, I don't know if I just never learned to communicate because I was, I was always by myself and I liked it that way. I liked having my space and my room and my things and, um, my parents wanted to be able to provide for me the best they could and they didn't think they could do that with two kids. So they focused all their attention on me, um, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. You know, I, I, I definitely think it was a detriment in some extents. Like, I had a great life, but I also didn't learn basic skills. I think that you get when you have a sibling, which I don't think people think about. <laughs> but, you know, it, all in all, and I'm going to get into, like, <laughs> there is a podcast that I want to record about young relationships in particular because I had a couple that were just extremely traumatic and they really really ruined my relationship with my parents for a time like I was lying and um like being rebellious in all the wrong ways basically that I'm gonna get into (laughs) but that's for another day so just don't be mean to your parents they love you they want the best for you like I think the older I get now and the more you know, I'm getting closer to starting a family of my own. I definitely understand where my parents are coming for, where they're coming from way more now than I ever did. And I used to think they were the worst and they were actually the best parents in the world. And I wish I could take that time back and be a little bit nicer to my dad, not yell at my mom so much. Um, I get emotional just thinking about it because my parents are great. And I was a, I was an asshole. <laughs> um, So the third thing is don't place so much importance on dating or finding love. Um, Dating in high school is a fluke. Um, (laughs) It's so dumb. Like, it's okay. So it's, it's really, really great. And it's also really, really awful. So like the bad thing about dating in high school is that you're dating people that are not, that are 99% of the time, not emotionally responsible to take on the feelings of somebody else. Um, girls, I think, mature emotionally way faster than guys. Um, that's not to say, I think there are some girls that are straight up cuckoo. Um, just like there are some guys that are straight up cuckoo. (laughs) Um, but like, I don't know. Like, it's just to me, when I think back on my relationships that I had in high school, like at the tail end of high school, when I actually started dating, um, and like 
early college, it was just like, it, it, it is that kind of movie, or sorry, <laughs> it is that kind of love that you see in like teen romance movies. Um, but like, it sucks. And then like the first time you get your heart broken, it's just like the worst feeling in the world. And you know, to have to go through that at 16, 17 years old, like it's a good and a bad thing because it's good that you get it out of the way early. Um, because you know, you, you grow from it. I think it's like, it's like when you work out, you have to tear down old muscles to, to build up new ones. And dating is that way too. But it's just, it's so hard when you're going through it. I mean, I remember my first breakup. I remember every detail of my first breakup and it was so hard for me. I think especially because I am such an emotional person. Like I remember emotional experiences so vividly. And my, my first breakup was so difficult and, um, it was hard for my parents to like see me like so sad. Why am I getting emotional about this now? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, you know, the great thing about it, you know, the great thing about dating when you're young is that like, it's, it's very much that adventurous type of relationship. Like, I used to love like going on trips or like he my first boyfriend used to be into like motorbikes and like dirt bike racing and everything and I I'm I am not but it was great to like get to see somebody else and really get to know them on an intimate level and have those really special moments together and I will always have that but it just it sucks sometimes because they become your entire priority and I wish I wish I would have understood the importance of having a really good education and like really focusing on school to set myself up for success. And it's like, no matter how many times your parents tell that till they're blue in the face, like you're like, no, I want to go run off and find love. And it's just like, it's not the greatest. So I guess just like high school relationships, don't put too much emphasis on them. Very rarely will they actually be like the love of your life. Um, so just, just enjoy your time, enjoy your friends, um, make sure that your number one focus is yourself because that time in your young adult life is really where you kind of learn your habits. Um, and it's, it's so important to have very healthy mental habits. I call them mental habits, but like when you're in a relationship and you're young, like you're super insecure and like if you go through a really bad breakup, it has such a bad effect on you mentally. Like, and you start telling yourself that like, I deserve to be dumped. Like I did this or why wasn't I good enough? You know, you start spiraling and putting all of these ideas in your head that you're not good enough or that you did something wrong when, you know, it might not even be you. Like it really might just be the other person. But, you know, I think especially as girls, we tend to fall down that rabbit hole and it's just if you can avoid it (laughs) avoid it um yeah man dating dating in your early teens is is not the end-all be-all of your life so that takes me to my third point (laughs) is to take my education more seriously segued very nicely there um you know when i got to college I thought, okay, I'm fresh, I'm fresh out of a relationship. I am 
I still lived in the same town. Like, I, I commuted to school. Um, my parents offered me, like, we can either put you in a student housing or we can get you a new car. But my school was only 30 minutes away. I'm like, why am I going to spend all that money on student housing? So they very kindly bought me my car. Um, and I took it as a time to like reinvent myself. I was so tired of being like the goody goody two shoes girl that never did anything. I wanted to like, not necessarily like go out and party, but I wanted to like go experience more of life and more of different people. Um, and you know, (laughs) I, I met my fiance in the most weird roundabout way when I started going to college, um. And if you don't know our story, um, I guess I can just, I'll say it very quickly. Um, It's quite long. (laughs) But so when I started going to school, I met um, this girl named Ariana. We bonded over the fact that we have the same birthday and we became very good friends. And one day I was in her dorm room and she was FaceTiming or on the phone with Edwin. And all of a sudden she's like, I have to go do something. You talk to him. So we started talking and he was very nice. I tried to act all cool and everything. I didn't think anything of it because I'm like super naive at this point. I don't understand when a guy is like trying to be cool. (laughs) Um, And so we talked. I thought he was great. We exchanged numbers for like three and a half years. We were very good friends. We would FaceTime all of the time. We would call each other and um You know, we were there for each other through on-again, off-again relationships. I did not know at the time that he was um, freshly out of, like, a six-year relationship. Uh, And Ariana was actually trying to, like, kind of set us up. But, you know, I never thought anything of it because he he lived in Arizona where he was going to school. And obviously, I was in Florida. And as the only daughter of two very old-school Hispanic parents, I was like, this isn't going to go anywhere. Um... But long story short, I had broken up, well, I had gotten dumped by my boyfriend at the time who told me that he didn't like me talking to Edwin. So I had stopped talking to him for about a year. And once we broke up, I reached back out to him and the rest is history. We started, you know, he and his family came down to meet mine. He confessed to me that he had always had feelings for me and I did too. I just didn't know how to, like, that was all going to work out. But, um... It <laughs> it worked out. Long story short, we're here. We're engaged. We're about to be married next year. And uh, it's a crazy story that I kind of I kind of would love for him to sit down and talk about it one day because I think I think it would be really cool to get both of our perspectives. We also have a video on our channel. We have two videos on our cha- on my channel together where I have him and we kind of talk about our relationship and stuff like that. So if you're into that, um, definitely check out my YouTube, which is uh, just Rebecca Maldonado. Um, But yes, so education, (laughs) that's the important part here. Um, I wish I would have really taken the time to kind of sit down and think about what it is that I wanted to do. Now, I studied English with a specialization in professional writing because writing, emotions, Um, kind of jotting down my feelings and stuff like that. (laughs) It sounds like so corny. Um, I've always been a writer. I've always been a right brain kind of person. I love creating and I love, you know, making something out of nothing. And I thought writing was the way to do that. And I 
still think it is. I just haven't really figured it all out yet. I'm very thankful that I was smart enough to take an internship when I was in college, but I wish I would have done more. I think definitely when I have my kids, I think high school is the time for you to like have fun and, you know, get to enjoy the other aspects of school, like the friends and the dances and stuff like that. But like your senior year and definitely the start of your college career is when you really need to start taking it seriously. Um, probably encourage them to do more internships or do more extracurricular activities because um, it's crazy the job market now like they want people with a bachelor's degree and seven years of experience and I don't know if they put that there to deter people from applying that they don't want or what the deal is but it's it's very frustrating um, so it, it's important to be prepared because now I'm three years out of college and I had one job in my field um, writing for a safety marketing firm that I did not enjoy and it showed and I did not last very long. Um, it was just the worst <laughs> and I think it was more so because of, you know, I safety equipment is not the most thrilling thing in the world. Obviously, I blog about fashion and lifestyle and like um, I like to think of myself as definitely a Carrie Bradshaw type. I just haven't figured out how to make Carrie Bradshaw money <laughs> um, going out and spending like $600 on Gucci shoes. Um, so, you know, I think I'm struggling a little bit and I have experience, but it's just it's not enough. And I've gotten to the point where like I really doubt my abilities as like a professional writer. Blogging is one thing. Um and that's my own personal voice, but it's it's actually quite difficult to write effective copy and content and convey somebody else's voice very clearly. And um, I just wish that I would have done way more in school and taken way more opportunities to kind of further myself in my career. I just, I, I think because I've never really had a clear vision of what I want, it's been very hard for me to really commit to one path. I have so many extracurricular hobbies. Like I love painting and drawing and obviously doing like my blog and this podcast and all this stuff. And it's like I, I, there's my problem isn't that I don't know what I want to do. It's more of like I have too much that I want to do. And that can be really detrimental as well. Next is to say yes more often. So I was the kind of girl where I loved being at home. I did not want to spend too much time outside. Um, I was kind of a prude and kind of like didn't really want to drink, didn't really want to go out and do anything. Even when I was like 21, um, it just never really like appealed to me. And I just got into this habit of saying no all of the time. And I feel like I missed out on so many opportunities saying no all of the time because every time I would say yes to something risky or adventurous, I would always have the best time. And I just have such a hard time coming out of that comfort zone. Even now as an adult, it it's very difficult for me to want to step outside. Um... I just feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities because some of some of my greatest stories and memories are nights where I 
just just said yes randomly to going out or to trying something new and I I I feel like I have a lot of great life experiences. I feel like I could probably have more. Um and I don't think there's ever anything wrong with like having a lot of different experiences with different things because as I said I'm getting closer to that age where I'm probably going to start a family within the next five, three to five years. And Edwin always kindly reminds me, he's like, how are we going to say X, Y, and Z to our kids if we haven't done it or if we haven't experienced it? And, you know, my big thing is I want my kids to be able to come and talk to me. I want them to feel like they can trust me. And... If I have never gone to a music festival, how can I even begin to tell them what they can and can't do at a music festival? Or if I've never gone to a college party, how can I begin to tell them like, okay, you need to look out for this. You need to be careful for this. And like, you need to just, you know, always have a friend with you. And Edwin has had all those experiences, but it's like me now as a 25 year old, I have different experiences. Um, that I'm very grateful for, but it's like all that typical like teen growing up kind of experience. I didn't have it. Um, I think that I was rebellious in like the wrong ways. I this and this goes to kind of like my last point. So I'll I'll mix these two together um, to be rebellious in the right ways. Like going back to that first boyfriend that I swear just straight up ruined my life for a, for a good three years. Um, you know, I would sneak out of the house. I would lie to my parents. And like, it was funny because every time they caught me because they, they did catch me frequently because I was not good at sneaking out of the house. Um, you know, they were never, ever mad at me or mad at him. They were more so mad at the fact that it was just like unsafe. Um, he would come to my house at 12, one o'clock in the morning, um, or call me and ask me to like sneak out and drive to his house. And yeah, it was, <laughs> it was not good. Like I can only imagine what my parents would have were like going through, like in their heads, like, what are we going to do? Um, I, I, I think those are great stories to tell. I wouldn't, I don't think I would necessarily want my child to rebel that way. Like I would hope that my kids would feel like they can talk to me enough to be like, mom, I feel like I have to go do this. Like, I have to go see my ex. Like, I have to understand what's going on or, you know, like just communicate with me. And I'm working very hard now with Edwin to make sure that I communicate so that I can do that for my kids. It's definitely more of that, like, I speak from experience type of mindset that I want to have. I don't want to just tell them what to do without ever actually having done it because I just feel like it, it would come off way more ingenuine and I wouldn't be able to have stories to tell my kids. Like when you're a kid, your parents are everything. I used to love listening to my dad's stories when he grew up because to me, my, my dad had like two different lives. Since he was married before and he was married quite young, I feel like that was one chapter, one very big chapter of his life to the point then where he met my mom and then he had this whole other life and that's the life that he has now. 
And now there's this whole other third chapter where it's just him and my mom again. Like, I'm out of the picture, really. I'm not home. Um, and, you know, I, I learned so much from him. He went into the Air Force. Like, I learned about divorce. I learned about, you know, what that took a toll on him, like, emotionally. And a lot of other really great life experiences that he had. My mom was very much like me where she had a lot of like life experiences in the sense that like she was very adventurous like she would go surfing and kayaking and spend summers on the beach and she had like all of those experiences but in terms of like she never really drank she still doesn't really drink you know there's a lot of like other experiences that I don't feel like she had that she doesn't feel like she missed out on um I I kind of feel like I missed out on I never went to a college party and I'm kind of sad because I'm like, everybody goes to a college party. And like Edwin used to throw awesome college parties. And it's like he's going to be able to tell our kids about that. And I'm not. And I just wish that I would have said yes, like so much more often than I did. I'm trying really hard to do that now. <laughs> the problem is, like, I'm a sloth. Like, I love being at home and just enjoying my days off and, like, being, like, recharging and resting. And, you know, you kind of have to put yourself in that mentality where, like, you're young now. Like, this is the time where you need to be doing stuff. Like, you can rest. Like, it's that saying, like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, and, like, I kind of want to have a little bit more of that mentality because I just feel like, especially now that we're in this great new city, like, we just want to go out and experience it and make sure we get the most out of our time here. And um, it has been such an incredible experience actually getting to move into the city and, and be young adults. And we're now starting our careers. And, I mean... I think I turned out great regardless of these things. <laughs> um, this this is just kind of like basically a little experiment for me, um, kind of voicing all the things I wish I would have done differently. I, I think I would have come out a little bit, not better, but just like a little bit more well-rounded. Um, I would have saved my parents a lot of heartbreak and a lot of headaches if I would have just been a little bit nicer and learned how to communicate effectively with them <laughs> Other than, besides, like, throwing a dramatic tantrum. So, anyway, guys, that is my first episode all done, wrapped up in a little bow. I talked way longer than I thought I would, and uh, I really hope you enjoyed it. I have a lot of really great ideas for future episodes. I really hope you guys stick around. This has been actually really, really great for me. And I kind of want to start bringing on a couple of guests, question mark. Um, I think it would be really fun. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.